We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hack it out. Just go to Indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Hack It Out Golf Podcast with the Hack It Out Golf Podcast crew, Lou Stagner, Scott Fawcett, Mark Crossfield, myself speaking. Um, we're going to talk about match play today. General thoughts about um, maybe strategies around match play and should we see more of it on the PGA Tour? Should be a fun show. Right, guys, match play. Who wants to kick it off? Lou, what are your thoughts on match play on the PGA Tour? Is it good? Is it bad? What do you think? Do you like watching it? I do. I do enjoy watching it. It's it's one of those things where it's a little bit different. I enjoy the match play event. I enjoy the team event that they do, uh, you know, at Zurich. Um, so I, I do like it. It's a different format. You mix it up. Um, it's not something I would want to watch week in and week out. Um, it's not something that I'd, I'd want to have more than a couple of events a year around. But, uh, you know, I do enjoy this one. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of drama. Um, it's, uh, I, I definitely tune in every year to, to check it out. I just wouldn't want a steady diet of, of match play from the PGA tour. And Scott yourself thoughts on the match play. Is it something you engage with or not? Yeah, no, I agree with it. I, I, it's funny because I just be, I think because I've been icing my elbow for my surgery and whatnot, I've actually watched more golf this week than, uh, than any other week so far this year on tour. And it is fun. I mean, it's interesting because I actually have a horrific match play record, and uh, you know, I haven't played a whole lot of matches. The very first match I ever played, I mean, I don't even, I think I was probably 30. I don't even, I don't think I played in a match until I literally got through my professional career and got into a U.S. Mid-Am one time, but it was fun. Um, I, I don't think I've ever won a match. It's, well, I say that <laughs> in my home course, I, we have match play for our club championship. I used to win that all the time, but that wasn't really an actual competition, but I love it. Like Lou though, I definitely don't think we need to go back to the PGA championship being a match play. And I think what most people just discount when you see everyone on Twitter, everyone on social media seems to love it. And they're like, we need more of this. And I'm like, it just doesn't work that way because you definitely do not find the best player, you know, guaranteed on a weekly basis. And when you start talking about this much money, this, you know, world ranking points at Dell this week, you have the top 64. So you got guys from all over the world and if all of a sudden one of them can just come over here and finish fifth and that gets him a PJ tour card, like that would be ridiculously unfair to the guys that are over here doing it week in week out. If they just happen to tiptoe through a, I don't want to say a weaker bracket, but just happen to, to line up against some guys that didn't play. Well, there's, there's a lot more things than just, Hey, the viewer likes it. So let's do it. And that doesn't mean that the, the you know, the player advisory board is being 
wimps. It just means, hey, this is how we make our living and we'd like to keep it skill-based, you know, as much as physically possible. But a time or two a year, I think it's great. Well, they're really good points, actually. I mean, because it is, you get resolve, don't you? You get a match that has a result where obviously a four-day event, you know, you've got to be hardcore golf fan to be watching Thursday, Friday, and even arguably Saturday, to be fair. You know, your average, you know, if I watch a basketball match with two teams I don't really care I watch the fourth quarter generally and the rest of it's in the background you know what I mean it's a bit like that where with match play you are getting results instantly and there is drama and tension and it's that that total one-on-one competition is really good fun to watch so I understand why people say that but really good point relating it to you would almost need there to be loads of match plays for it to even itself out. So if you only have two, it's entertainment based. Otherwise you're going to have to have a lot because like you say, if someone's managing to throw themselves up order of merits and what have you by having a stellar week, I mean, then there are examples of that. I mean, Victor Dubasson obviously is a world-class player and has one on the European tour, but he had a crazy stint. I don't know if you remember that where he was chipping out. I think it was that event, wasn't it? Was it? it was a I'm just beat. nervous you're baiting me back into another European tour thing here. I'm not <laughs> <all> for that <laughs> one. Yeah. I see that little gleam in your eye. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so what about strategies then? Let's talk strategies with match play. I mean, I've played a lot of match play through my life when I, in the UK, when you compete as an amateur golfer at any level, but certainly as you go up through the levels, it's predominantly match play. And then there is um, big medal events as well, but amateur golf county and in national level was loads and loads of match play over here. Um, I, I presume the American amateur as the British amateur is match play. You qualify for match play. 312 qualify to get to 64 for match play. Yes, there's a medal and it goes to match play. So the amateur game seems to be, and I get why, because it does need results where the pro game can get can you know get all the competitors in an area for a longer period of time and what have you um the amateur game has stayed a little bit more traditional because golf used to be match play it wasn't medal at all wasn't it lou is our our semi-historian it actually was <laughs> match play and it became medal didn't it yeah they they played almost exclusively match play back in the day that's for so sure in effect it was the game wasn't it so what about strategies i mean i remember when i used to compete uh compete playing match play i used to just basically try and shoot as far under par as I could. No different if I was playing in a medal. I remember having conversations with people and I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really watch the other player. Generally, there were situations where you might react a little bit, but generally I would just go out there and try. If I shoot four under and lose, well, I know I'm going to win more than I lose an AMA standard playing shooting four under. What do you reckon strategies with match play? Should they be going for every part and cutting every corner. What, what do you think? Scott, I want you to start this off because you tweeted out something about putting. Maybe let's tackle that one first. Sure. I mean, and I, one of the very first videos that I ever made for the decade or anything, this is going back to like 2015 or 16. It was just, I mean, and it was, I can't think of who it was that was making a putt, but they, the announcer's just, the next one's good. So you might as well ram this one in. And that is just the most flawed strategy physically possible you just make the hole smaller. And it is just interesting. I, I turned it on yesterday and it didn't take six minutes to hear an announcer say, the next one's good. So let's just get more aggressive. And I would say if anything, people overthink match play strategy so much, it's ridiculous. And they try to get, you know, they try to get thinky and heady about it. And it's just, dude, just go out and play your normal golf. I will say that there are times on reachable par fives and drivable par fours 
where you can probably get a little bit more aggressive and, and that will result in more birdies and more bogeys. So people always talk about, I'm gonna increase variance in order to get, that's not how it works. Typically when you increase variance, you destroy your average score. The reachable par fives, drivable par fours would be situations you can increase your variance a little bit if you're down. Um, but it's just hilarious listening to, to Faldo. Every single time a guy gets on 18 so far in this thing, he's been scratching his head about why they're hitting driver. And the greens are as soft as can be. They're sending driver down there to 50 yards. There is absolutely no rough. And so far, they've, you know, the guys down the hill today have made three birdies out of five or six attempts. I don't feel like this is updating. I guess maybe that many people have made it to 18. And the people that are laying it back, they're just dead because the greens are soft. We had a ton of rain here in Texas last night and everyone's spinning it back off the green, Jordan Spieth included. And it's just, you send it down there as far as you can. You see what happens. Yeah. And I want to know how I teed Lou up. <laughs> yeah. Lou's strategy with match play, what would you say? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I, I think for the most part, it, it doesn't change. I think there are some occasions where it can change. If, if your opponent makes a horrific mistake, I think you can reevaluate in a situation. And I think you could potentially play it differently uh, if your opponent makes a, a very, hits one OB. From, I was going to say, aside from OB, what yeah. is that? Yeah, that, that's about it. That's about OB. it. You know, I years ago I was playing uh, in a match, one of those uh, you know year-long match play events at a club, and and I was in whatever round it was in in a match play event, and uh, my opponent and I we get up on on this hole, and it's uh, it's the eleventh hole, and there's OB in play left. It's a it's a tighter hole, and he hooks one OB off the tee, and I stand up on the tee box. And I think, uh, you know, I almost went back and, and put an iron in my hand just to keep it in play. And I didn't. And I hooked my drive OB. He gets back up. He's hitting three. He pull hooks it again, OB. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so at this point, I drop back to my iron. I pull hook my iron OB. <laughs> We're both hitting five off the tee. We have the hole with eights. We, we, we both eventually got it in play and, and you know, just scrapped it around. Oh, you're going to shank the iron OB. No, which no, been but it was, it was absolutely brutal. But, you know, that was one of those occasions where, you know, when he hit his first shot OB, I, I mean, I could have in that situation, because in that you are not, um, you're not doing a whole lot of damage to yourself hitting iron off the tee, just from the math perspective there, when you're, when your opponent's in, in their pocket. Um, it, it's, it's the ones where I see a lot of players um, in the past, in my experiences, where they will intentionally hit it shorter off the tee because they want to have the first shot in <laughs> to put pressure on their opponent. That's such an and, old school And that idea, is though, just, you need to avoid that at all costs. You're just costing yourself 
um, strokes and shots by, by doing it that way. So, you know, that, that old school thinking definitely needs to die and needs to go away. So what's interesting though, with what you're saying there, which I think you both have not mentioned, but you kind of have subconsciously. So for someone who's played lots of match play, so I, I would never pull my club until my opponent has hit their shot. Really? Why would I tell them what club I'm hitting on a par three? Why would I let them see what club I'm pulling? Like I'm playing against, I'm playing against the person. Sometimes I think you Americans are overly polite. Like yeah. I am gonna kill this person. I am not letting them have an inch of anything off me. So this is even before you've not mentioned, um, you know personality stroke needling stroke giving putts not giving putts i could get under people's skins when i wanted to so easily in match play because they wanted to be polite and i was not in a mood to be polite so i am not putting that i'm walking off the green and they can put the flag in that used to do their heads in. Jesus. You you wow. watch them go. You watch them go to the next tee and hit that driver like ridiculously hard because they want to try and like do so. And, oh, that's gone out of bounds. That's unfortunate. Like there are so many little rules. I was watching in our club championship. I can't believe one. you're not mentioning like you. The fact that you've pulled your club on that par four where that geezer's in it out of bounds, Lou, is just. I think that's um, like uh, hilarious. I just. <laughs> My club's not coming out. You hit whatever you want to hit, bruh. You get on, and once you've hit your shot, I'll hit mine. And if it's me to go first, I'll stand up there and hit my driver and try and fret it. That, see, that's where match play can... That's where the real fun... There's more to it. And that's maybe even why not to go back to the to the um, Ryder Cup, but maybe the Europeans' more sarcastic and passive-aggressive sarcasm does come through, possibly, as part of a, a little bit of a skill. Um, like I'm again, I keep going on about basketball just because I'm just really enjoying watching it. But you watch people who've played in the same team and they're on different teams now. You can watch them the whole game needling each other. They are properly having little pinches at each other. You know, I've played against competitors that I've despised. I've played against competitors that I really like, but we still passively aggressively will be going at each other with little tricks to try and see. I think that's ridiculous. Oh no, I truly I'm not think that's give, ridiculous. I am, not, I am not giving you a two-foot putt at some point, Scott, if I know I can get under your skin. Just to watch you get angry and see what it does and if it can affect yeah. any more of your play. Where for Lou, I don't think it I don't think he would care. I wouldn't I wouldn't agree. care at all. I think well, it's hilarious. You that would, that, you oh, would, no, I, you I wouldn't would. have thought. I actually I actually would just laugh at you more than anything. Yeah, but that's it's, an emotion that I trigger. That's that's control, you see. That is that Yeah, is but see, point. this is where I talk about all the time, like golf is the only sport where you don't play defense. You can't impact your opponent's play unless you do some sort of gamesmanship stuff, which I think is ridiculous. Like I literally <laughs> say that all the time and you, you, God, uh, I, I think Mark. gamesmanship in the right, in the, in the, at the right time, I think is, uh, I like it. I'm, I'm a fan of it. I think it's, uh, it's enjoyable. Uh, I saw somebody recall a shot in match play one time in a team event. Uh, they hit out of turn and when your opponent hits out of turn in match play, you can make them hit it again. And this guy, he, he nipped, it was a, like a 60 yard partial wedge and he nipped it and hit it to about a foot and a half. And, and he hit out of turn and his, the other team made him recall the shot. And, 
let's just say he didn't play well the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I would never do that. I would never do that because they've hit a good unless they're doing that on purpose, which they would. That's an honest mistake. But I would certainly use gimmies as a tiny weapon to try and get under people's skins. Even I would give people six foot putts. Yeah, you can have that. Well, I would always when I would when I would and I certainly don't have the playing careers that you guys have. But but when I would play in matches, whatever the case may be, <laughs> I would always there. I would take putting and I would always assume that my opponent would never give me a putt. Like I would never hit it to six inches and be looking over and expecting them to give me the thumbs up. I would always assume it was a stroke play event and I was going to have to finish out. And I, I always had that mentality because I did play against people that were like Crossfield and would try to get under my skin on every hole. And, and that's how I mentally defeated your little gamesmanship that you would you try. Wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> defeat mine, I tell you. <laughs> but what's interesting as well, so if we play in a medal event, so I'm playing with the same people in a tournament with a cut, you know, I'm looking where their tee shots go if they're going into trouble. I'm helping them look for their ball for the appropriate amount of times, and I'm looking. You want I'm a pat on the back for that? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No, but as in I want them to do well. I, I want okay, them okay, to make okay. the cut. I want okay. them. Oh, you're talking stroke play. Because, yeah, because stroke play, like golf's going to win. So I want to see one of us win. Like we're playing against golf and golf just wins. We know that golf's better than all of us. So we're I like, thought you were congratulating yourself for helping your opponent in match play look no, for his ball. In, in match play, <laughs> it's very, very different and not as well because there's different levels of match play you know i'm talking you know quite serious tournaments where i don't need to look where their ball's gone i'll go out and find it if that did that go over the fence or not i don't know i wasn't looking don't care you in it (laughs) (laughs) wow and this is why there's worldwide tensions Exactly. Back to strategy. So, <laughs> so strategy. I think I would definitely. I mean, watching Faldo as well. And I've not watched any of the coverage. We don't get Faldo over here talking so much. Um, he was definitely a master at getting under people's skins in all of life, and certainly in match play as well. Well, he was. He was attacked by the press in the UK. He had to grow a pretty thick skin. I'm not. You know, I was a fan of. Faldo as a player he was my hero growing up as a player I'm not particularly a fan of him as a broadcaster in any way at all Um, but he was very skilled at being thick-skinned and for the win like that's he had to be that's it it was the English way when you're good at sports in England what they do is they build you up and then as soon as they've built you up they just want to knock you down because it sells their rubbish papers so he was really you know he brought it on a bit himself but he was attacked by the press so he became you you almost become the stereotype a little bit. So I, I reckon in match, I mean, I've no stories of match plays and I don't know how true they are, but certain America, I'm pretty sure Curtis Strange wasn't a fan of, of Faldo as I remember it. And I might be completely <laughs> off the mark there. Um, and I'm pretty sure as well, Faldo would have gone into last days of majors and I'm, I'm talking for him here. So this is all very anecdotal, I'm afraid, but 
when he was playing US Open that Curtis Strange one where they went into playoffs and what have you and last days, he would have taken them in his head as match play. He would have been using his ability to try and get under their skin as much as anything else, I would guess. Well, I think I that's think- why Patrick Reed does so well with it with his history and match play and Ryder Cup stuff because well, the, I mean, the hey, stuff Pat, he has to take, he's got to have the thickest skin in the world. He's got the thickest he? skin in the world. It's, it's a lot of it's self-inflicted, but the dude yeah. is nails. You know, Dave Chambeau, same way. I mean, that, you can like him or hate him, but that guy, he's nails under pressure, and you yeah. put him in a situation that he's going to come through, and there, there is a mindset to that. I mean, again, I, you know, even though I play the internet bad guy on Twitter, I, I, I like to think I'm a pretty nice guy. I actually do have a lot of compassion for my fellow human, and maybe that is part of my problem with match play like I, I definitely just don't have the greatest you know in, in actual matches that are difficult that don't have the greatest record um you gotta want to you gotta hate them for four yeah. hours scott you just gotta hate literally hate them for four hours. i don't have that in me <laughs> my problem with match play is my my actual golf game that's yeah. my biggest problem <laughs> you need to get the right flight <laughs> So then, like, last question then, should they play more of them? You say they have a couple of them. I'm guessing you're saying not, like I alluded to a bit at the start of the podcast. Um, you either got to do a lot of them or you have a couple of novel ones, do you? I mean, because yeah, we I, used I, to have in the UK, did you used to watch the world match play? I mean, we used to get Nicholas over for the world match play and whatever. We used to get no. worldwide field. Did you ever watch that back at not Wentworth? Me. Any golf that happens on European soil, I have not watched. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a big event, and Montgomery would win it, Seve won it, Faldo won it, I think Lyle won it, Woosnam won it. You know, like, the big names would win it, and you would always get a couple of big Americans come over and play, and it was a really good event. It was 36 holes match play as well, which was actually quite good. Each round or the final? No, I think each, uh, was it each round? Or I, someone will correct me, but I, I know the final was definitely 36 yeah. holes match. Play. I think the Western M here in the States has a great format. It's a big 72-hole tournament. There's a 36-hole cut, and then at 72-hole cuts, they cut to the top 16. It's the week before the U.S. Amateur, and then the 16-play match play. I think that's a cool format. And then when you get the U.S. Junior, the 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 Amateur, the, the U.S. Mid-Am, stuff like that, those are all 36-hole finals. You definitely need to play. And again, that just illustrates, though, that even the people who are proponents of match play recognize the more holes we play, the better chance the better player is going to have of winning. Yeah. You know, just like Tiger was like seven down to Trip Keeney, I think five, five or seven down through 18 holes, you know, and came back and won it in 36. And, you know, Tiger's been pretty good at golf. I just <laughs> yeah, looked it yeah. up. It, it was 36 hole matches per day is, is wow. what it was. And it had an eight man field from 1964 to 76, which expanded to 16. Uh, and then it went to 12. And, and this is the so, Wentworth event you're talking about. Yeah, this is the yeah. Volvo I mean, it was World. massive. I watched it yeah. year on year and it was, you got the biggest, I mean, the European tour was flourishing with stars then, you know, your Lazabal, Seve, Faldo, Woosnam, Lyle, you know, world-class major winning golfers at that time. And they had to book some wins somewhere. So you may as well have a 12-man field in Europe. So someone wins. Yeah. <laughs> you, you would always get an American come over, but they never used to like playing in their woolly hats so much because it was always at the end of the year and it was generally a little bit cold for no, them. No, thank War, you. Waterproofs and woolly hats. So what should we see more? Should we see more events? Match play I, events? I don't think so. I, I don't think we should see more. And the, the one thing that I don't like about match play in the format that we have, you know, currently where in this first round, they play three matches in their, in their group. 
you could you could go out there and you could shoot 67 67 67 yeah. and you could go yeah. home um, because you ran into a buzzsaw each time and, and and the opposite could also happen you could go out there and you could shoot a bunch of 72s and you could just run into somebody that was playing really poorly for all three of your matches and you could move on and um, I, I like a, a small number of match play events but I would not want to see more than than the one per year on the PGA tour. And then the, you know, the team match play events that we see every yeah. year. Scott, I presume you would say the same. I agree with that. I mean, again, it's, it's just too much money and too much at stake. It's, it's fun. Even if you love match play, I get it. You wish there was more, whatever, but there's just too much at stake and there's too much variance in match play. And, you know, honestly, my, my one thing that I, I'll say, I don't like a match about match play is a lot of times, you know, I get it. You're two or three down with three to five to play. In stroke play, I still feel like I've got a chance, but you get pretty defeated pretty quick when you can only pick up one hole each time. And I just, I don't care for that. I, I, I do believe, you know, yes, that the original golf was basically match play, but it was a bunch of guys who weren't very good at golf just saying, dude, pick up that 12 and let's move on to the next hole. We're out here in a cow pasture. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep going. <laughs> and, you know, I, now you just, there's just too much, there's just too much at stake again, especially just the world ranking points, the, the, the invitations to the U S open and the masters and all that stuff for the WGCs. And I, I just, whether you love it or not, there's just too much at stake for, for a high variance event. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, I agree. If you want to find out who actually are the best golfers as Lou and Scott have alluded to there as well. I mean, I agree. I've played match plays where I have shot under par and gone out and my mate's gone through and he shot five over par. And it's just like, well, luck of the draw of who you got. If you play enough of them, it evens itself over the year, which uh, amateur golf, like I say, you would be playing a lot of match plays. So it would generally even itself out, but for the money, and for the cross platform, because at the end of the day, they're qualifying to get in the open, like you say, the masters and the other majors to have it based on winning the odd big game in, in a big match play event would just seem unfair. But to that point though, even in the U S amateur, so 2014 was when I carried for Zalatoris when he won the Texas salmon U S junior, he added the transmiss on his own. And then I caddied for him at the U S amateur. I mean, this kid's, unbeatable that summer he i mean literally unbeatable in the 312 player stroke play at atlanta athletic club he finished third in the stroke play qualifying again he's only 17 at the time and we run over our first round opponent who was mario galliano at the time he was the world number four ranked guy from spain i believe the second round we beat jordan niebrogi from oklahoma state who was the reigning u.s uh publinks champion and then we get into, we run into Zach Olson, another Oklahoma State player in the round of 16. And Zach's like five under through 15 and Will's three under through 15. Will would have beat every other, you know, I went through and compared the scorecards. He would have won every other round of 16 match. He just, he was the second hot hand and he played the hot hand of the day. And it's just leaving there. It's just such a dirty taste because it's like, I hated saying it was the first time that I'd actually gone ahead to, outcome and i told a buddy before that match the round of 16 like i think this kid's actually going to win this golf tournament a lot of the big names are already out he doesn't hit the golf ball bad ever as you're obviously seeing now and then to just go out and play solid and just zach literally never gave us an opening and i'm just like 
there's such a thud like yeah, oh, yeah. he should be we, here you, still yeah yeah and you it's true you just don't get your chance to really you haven't got enough time to sh- it's sprint golf that's what we used to always call match play it's sprint golf that's a great I mean, way of saying it yeah I, i've played against many tour pros and you know we play six holes i can halve and beat a couple of them you play 18 holes i'm struggling you play 18 holes on a full length course i'm really struggling we play 72 holes well i'm not playing i'm playing 36 and going home it's just basic basic um sprint golf kind of rules in and that and, and to be fair the Ryder cup shows it doesn't it the Ryder cup shows it's upsets as people call it because it is sprint golf i mean i could go out there and i'm scott you could go out there and shoot six under on a day tiger in his prime shoots two over i mean at at no point are we saying we're going to be able to beat tiger in any proper event it is fun though i will say because each hole is so valuable there are just times when you're playing in it Uh, the the one u.s mid-am that i played in down in florida i'm playing this guy out of chicago first hole he hits this horrific shot way left I just put a wedge onto 20 feet. I honestly didn't think he could hit the green. He holes it. Five or six holes later, he makes like a 70-footer. On the 11th hole, he had a chip shot where I'm like, he 100% can't hit the green here. He holed it. (laughs) And then on number 14, I hit a two-iron to 60 feet on this par five. I think I'm two down. And I hit this two-iron onto a par five and two to 60 feet. He's out there in the fairway like 60 yards. He chunked it so bad, he moved it like six feet. It was this into the green Bermuda line. I'm like, finally, I'm yelling back at him because we're kind of laughing because it's just ridiculous. I'm yelling at him. Finally, he holds that for birdie. <laughs> After chunking six feet, I'm like, this is unbelievable. And it's funny because actually I did a seminar in Chicago a couple of years ago. And one of the pros that came to it, he goes, I can't remember the guy's name. He goes, but such and such told me to tell you hi. And I'm like, I don't remember. He's like, the guy you lost to in Florida. I'm like, oh my yeah. God. And he's <laughs> like, he even, taught, he even said it was the most ridiculous round of golf ever. So maybe that's yeah. why I hate match play. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I think stroke play uh, every hole is more valuable than match play. Like I, I could go out and match play and make a triple and I'm down one. I go out and stroke play and make a triple and I'm down three. Yes, but I guess the point is you can feel such a power of position. I felt a huge power of position. This one hole means 5% of the day. And I understand what you're saying. Obviously, triples are bad, but I can give that back. Like you're, I was in such a powerful position there. And then to actually not only not tie the hole, but to actually lose the hole, it was a real... It's, it's really interesting to, because for me in match play, and I wonder if this is just you know less skilled golfers like me, I've always thought of match play as easier for me to play. Well, it's less stressful, isn't it? It's because you it's can... It's less stressful, right? Because I, I have big numbers in the bag, right? I, I, I played my first round last week and I made a quintuple. I have numbers like that in the bag. And when I make that in a stroke I, I'm play now event, looking at what quintuple means. <laughs> Five over par. Yeah, you probably haven't done that in a long time, Crossfield. Um, and, and and when I do that in a stroke play event, that's not good. But in match play, I'm I'm down one at that point instead of being back five. Yeah, yeah. Match play. Um, I, I I mean, for I think for amateurs who are having big numbers, it's less stressful because you can just go and hit it twenty times and then go put your hand up and say, "Should we walk on?" Uh, where in medal play, you might as well walk home after the seventh hole if you've done that kind of stuff. Um, but it is sprint golf as well. I think when I, the better player at match play, I just think, again, like we've all alluded to, you know that you're not, 
you just haven't got enough time to show your ability if it starts going wrong where over four days you know that at some point your skill will just come out and hopefully elevate you if if you're in a field that you think you should be so do you do you do you think then with with that being said that if they changed the Ryder Cup format and and, and made it a two-week-long event that the European team would stand zero chance of winning uh, because the United States team is just so much better than the European team that if they played enough holes that there's no way Europe's going to win. No, I don't think that. I don't think that at all. You're supposed to laugh no. at that. <laughs> I, <know you. laughs> I was You're intentionally all serious. Silent. Like he was getting, I could see his fists starting to clench. He's like, all right, where's, where's he going with I this? Was get, I was getting my match play head on. I was just about to not give you the next part. He's not going to give you anything. Blue. <laughs> yeah, nice. but, I mean, it, the Ryder Cup would be interesting if it was um, medal. 10 players, 12 or 12 players, and they had 10 schools counted kind of stuff. Like, like I, a college, played, yeah, that would be great. Six, those, I've played those or, events. Yeah, we yeah, used to play awesome. Southwest Week. Would be cool. You were a team of eight or 10. I can't remember how many. And this is all the Southwest of the country. Um, and the, on the Wednesday was a medal event, and you would pick the best four from six schools, that kind of thing. That was real pressure. Playing medal for up for a team that really gets in your yeah, head. Like playing, I, I, medal, playing medal for yourself it goes wrong it's your fault you can cry you can celebrate but playing medal for a team not knowing if they're like four under and all doing well and you're out there shooting a that was proper fun i i used to i because i was quite a steady golfer never shot massively under par but was always around par because i hit it generally kind of quite straight i actually quite enjoyed that format because i would generally post the score but um yeah you could see it getting under people's heads that one under their skin that that format that would be an interesting rider cup that would be fun to watch that would be yeah. uh, that'd be great to, to do that to get together a team and and have you know four count of six or whatever the number might be and have them play four rounds i would i would enjoy watching that that'd yeah be absolutely absolutely there we go match play don't play me at match play we learned from that guy <laughs> exactly <laughs> or if we do and you start beating me i'm going to be very grumpy and you're going to wish you were never playing with me on that Stars. Oh, that would be the best then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and we shouldn't see more of it on the tour. Maybe what do you think? Uh, leave a review or hit us up on our social channels. Do you love the match play on the PGA Tour? Would you like to see more of it? I do think for the audience, it does show some, um, you know, it's very good watching. It is sprint uh, result golf, which I understand why people would like watching that. But I think for the long term of the tour, I'm sure most of you would agree we're going to get the cream coming to the top if we do the standard four rounds of metal. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, remember to subscribe if you're not subscribed already and hit us up with a review and some stars down below. <laughs>